Welcome to Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Justin Gordon, and in this episode, we have Amber Childers, who's an actress on the hit Netflix series, You, and founder and CEO of Amber Childers Jewelry, a company creating meaningful jewelry for the modern woman. And in this episode, Amber shares how she started this company, what her day-to-day looks like, and how she prioritizes everything she's doing with her business, with acting, with being a mother, how she looks at social media, and as that being part of her business, as well as her acting career as well, developing new products, partnerships, the biggest challenges Amber has as a a first-time founder and a solo founder, and much, much more in this episode. As always, these show notes are at justgogrind.com slash podcast. And of course, you can support the show by leaving a rating and review over in Apple Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hawk Media, a full-service outsourced CMO based in Santa Monica, California, providing guidance, planning, and execution to grow brands of all sizes, industries, and business models. Hawk Media is recognized by Inc. as one of the fastest-growing marketing consultancies, and their collaborative process, a la carte offering, and month-to-month fee structure give clients the flexibility they need to boost digital revenues and marketing ROI. Hawk Media, the company, has serviced over 1,500 brands of all sizes, ranging from startups like Tomorrow Melon, SIO Beauty, and Bottle Keeper, to household names like Red Bull, Verizon Wireless, and Alibaba. And also, I had the founder and CEO of Hawk Media, Eric Huberman, on the podcast in episode number 23, if you want to take a listen. And to get a free consultation, head on over to hawkmedia.com and be sure to mention Just Go Grind. Without further ado, here is Amber Childers. Amber, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Hope you're doing well as well. And there's a lot to dive into with with your jewelry company and your background. Where I want to get started first, though, I read that you have entrepreneurial parents. How did that impact uh, you growing up, Amber? Oh, it was everything for me. I mean, I think when you see your parents working, um, you know, and, you know, especially my mom juggling having three daughters and we were all very involved in sports and juggling that like work life balance. I mean, I really had a, a good idea of what it was, but you don't realize until you become a mother and you have your own business, how hard it actually is. And when like you hear your parents say things like, you know, we've put our blood, sweat and tears into this company, you're like, okay, yeah, whatever, mom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but then when you experience, it's like, wow, I, I get it. Yeah. And that's so tough to be, be a parent running a company. And I've interviewed a number of people now who do have young kids and are running companies successfully. And it always still amazes me. For you, and I just want to give some context and tell us a little bit about your jewelry company. Yeah. So I started my jewelry company. Oh, probably, I want to say six years now. It's so hard to even keep track of the time. (laughs) Um, But I would say, you know, it started out as as something as like, oh, this, you know, this is could be like a fun hobby to do while I am on set working as an actress. Um, And as soon as I realized that I wanted to just give it a go in terms of taking it serious was probably a few years ago after I went through a divorce um, and I, I really needed a, you know, a second source of income, you know, because as, as an actor, you, you don't determine when your next paycheck or where your next <laughs> paycheck is coming from. So 
I wanted to give it a try. With it too then, going more so all in, taking it more serious, like what did that look like for you then? I think for me, it's just really, again, learning, understanding the different parts of the business, you know, seeing as like I'm I'm an artist, my brain is not wired to really dive into the business aspects, right? The marketing, the, the, the accounting, how to manage money in a business, like all these things are, are something that I... I had to teach myself and I think that was the commitment that I I you know have made and I've learned from making some big mistakes like you know spending too much money on X and then not spending enough time on say email marketing and so it's really been like a trial and error for me over the last few years and and um and I think the most important thing is allowing for mistakes to happen and and to learn from them and and quickly know when to shift. Yeah, as an entrepreneur, it's this constant shifting of priorities. It seems like, and it becomes even more difficult if you have if you have kids, you have other things going on as well uh, on top of that. And and to that point of prioritization. I'm just curious today, like in this is 2020, how is your time spent today in the business, Amber? Well, I guess it's it's very different than when um, my kids were back in school. So right now, I think, you know, you kind of just have to surrender to not every day is going to look the same, right? Our, especially if you have children or even dogs at home, um, pets, you know, fur babies, as I like to call them, um, you, you're constantly, you know, the Zoom goes down, the internet's out, one kid's hungry, one kid's thirsty, and then one kid doesn't understand the next assignment. And, you know, we have five, my fiance and I, we have five kids between us from um, first grade all the way until 10th grade. And um, it's, it's you know, the older ones are very independent. Um, and and so it's constantly knowing to say, you know what, I could pause here and I'm going to walk out and I'm going to come back and pick up. And my, I guess my to-do list is much smaller than it was pre-COVID, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I don't need to shove everything in, in a 24 hour or 12 hour period when, when ultimately I think now more than ever, people are very, you know, understanding, like I'm sure within this podcast, I'm going to have at least one kid come upstairs and yell my name. So I apologize. (laughs) That's the reality. And you know, it's, we're just doing the best we can. And I think that's all we could ask for, for the moms and dads that are at home, you know, trying to, to juggle business and, and work and having to, even if you, you, you work for someone having, um, having an, an employer that is understanding of everything that's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's such a strange time with everyone being home and it's now with kids being at school, some of them at least, depending on the situation, it's it's just such a strange time for work and figuring out what work actually looks like now in 2020, in October 2020, when, when recording this. Uh, and definitely it makes it difficult in some ways. Otherwise, it's great without a commute, especially if you're in Los Angeles, uh, like we are. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's different not having that commute side of things. But with this business as well, then I know you talked about not having as much of the business acumen being way more on the creative side of it. Have do you have a team in place uh, to help you with any of this or are you kind of still going a sole founder with this? So right now I pretty much have my hands into every different aspects of of the business from obviously creating where what I which I love doing, but what I've learned is is through um, a specific product and really understanding the the my mission um, for the company and a one, one particular piece, uh, which is the rise totem piece. Um, once you've conquered creating your staple, um, 
now I could do more of the business side. So I'm able to shift now and, and, and focus with, I have one girl who, who does um, marketing and, and then I used one other girl occasionally when I need some like SEO work done, but the majority of it, I'm, I'm pretty much managing it all right now, which, which is hard, but it's okay. It's, you know, it's something that I self fund my company. So it's not like I have hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, you know, coming to me and being able to allocate that money. So it's, you just have to, to figure out your priorities, um, for the month or for, you know, the quarter and, and, and focus on and like hyper-focus on, on those. And, and hopefully you see results. With that too, on the, on the growth side of it. So actually bringing in more customers, what's been most helpful for you or things that you try? I know you talked about advertising a little bit, but what's been most helpful on the growth side and kind of spreading the word about, about your jewelry company and bringing customers in? So I think for me, the number one is social media. Um, you know, and I have always been very anti-social media, even when it's now, <laughs> and, you know, as an, even as an actor, people are like, what are you doing? Like you need to, you don't have a choice. And this is like, you know, 2020 or 2019 or whatever it was when I, when I finally like gave in, um, because it's a job. It's, it really is a job, you know, posting and having content and engaging with people. But, but I do have to say that really, was a game changer for the company. And I'm so appreciative of, you know, the people, there's thousands of different companies people can follow. Um, and so the, the fans that I have from my acting and as well as um, people who follow the brand, um, they, it's really made a difference. On that note with the social media side of it, I mean, I think there's a number of people who would kind of echo similar sentiments of using it basically only for business, uh, where a lot of people don't really necessarily want to have to be on it but essentially if you mentioned for for acting it's essential but even for other businesses where you need to have that presence really for the company itself how do you look at kind of your social media strategy then uh today understanding that it's it's partially for acting partially for business how do you kind of look at that side of things well i think today more than ever people really want to know um the brains and the heart and who's behind the brand and so I think it's really important to let people connect in that way. People want to know who's creating, who, what, why, why do I, because say the jewelry business is, is such a flooded industry, like what's going to make you different how, you know, you kind of have to give people a sneak peek inside of the world behind the product. And I think that's really important now more than ever. People are searching for meaning in whatever product or service they're, they're going after. And I think for me, I'm okay. Um, I'm okay opening up my world a little bit because you know I I want people to to know that I'm just like everyone else. I I have really good days. I have really shitty days. I have kids that are not behaving sometimes. I have really great <laughs> moments that like I just want to free forever. I want yeah. people to know that I have a daughter with a severe learning disability, and and that's really really hard. Um, to, to juggle. And, you know, I want people to know that I'm not the best cook, but I do the best I can. And I, you know, make mistakes. And so I think if you could just be authentic as, as you, you can be, I think people really want that. And when you, when you give yourself in that way, people will, um, you know, follow the brand and want to become a part of the brand and then ultimately, you know, buy whatever you're selling. Yeah. And there has to be a very intentional, I mean, very intentional, I guess, intentionality behind that, because a lot of these 
products, it's like, yeah, why do we buy from certain things? It's because oftentimes the brand or the person behind it or the mission behind it, and people really buy into that, which is why they choose one company over another and why there can also be you know, multiple companies in a space. Uh, you know, there's not one jewelry company in the entire world. Obviously, there's many. And so mm-hmm. it is a way to kind of stand out. And just diving a little bit deeper on the social media side, do you, I, how do you look at the the frequency you're putting out content, how much you want to on that, like time you spend engaging? Because as you mentioned, I mean, you could be probably engaging forever and, and constantly be on this, but time is, is precious. How do you look at that side of things, Amber? Um, I mean, I think, again, it's like the work-life balance. I, I try to engage, you know, with with people, but I also use email marketing as a way to engage with people. And, and when I write, you know, my emails, it's, you know, it's coming from me and I want people to know what's, what's happening. And it, again, like you can't engage with everybody, but I do have a, you know, very loyal um, following for the brand. And I really appreciate that. I have a lot of repeat customers and I, 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 you know, I nurture those relationships because, you know, I am lucky um, that they keep coming back to the brand and I, I want to continue to show those people love and support in return. Absolutely. And to the point of the brand and then the products themselves, I know you mentioned the Rise Totem as kind of like your staple piece, but how do you, um, I'm curious on the design part of it, looking at developing new products or new designs, uh, how much of your time is invested there? What does that kind of look like as well, Amber? For designing, you know, it's it's funny. My I, I guess at 32 years old, you finally kind of realize how your brain works. And I'm not sitting down with a blank piece of paper and and a pencil going, okay, what the heck am I going to design? I let it come to me naturally. And I feel like there's some days where I can feel completely brain dead. And other days I wake up at two in the morning and I'm like, I have a, you know, a Oprah aha moment. And I'm like, I got it. And I'm like on my phone or I'm upstairs in my office, like writing notes. And, and I think those are, you know, that's the creative process that I've always, um, taken because I don't think it should be stressful. Being an artist should not be, should, should not be stressful. And when you have an idea for me, you know, the, the two X's came from, uh, a native American symbol. Um, I'm part of the Choctaw tribe, um, and it's two sisters side by side, uh, bonded in a relationship of the soul. And I love it. I just like, when I found, you know, I found this, the symbol, I, it just spoke to me in so many different ways. And so I, I, that is kind of the, the aesthetics of the brand that I, I, I get to work with, right. That's the, the, the shape that I get to work with and, and reinvent it, you know, constantly. Yeah. And it's such a, a mission be, behind that and real meaning in, in this as well. And then for, for new products and new designs as well, uh, I, I know it's kind of a, it's a natural process you kind of go through for that, but uh, how do you look at uh, being intentional with that? Like, you know, I want to come out with a new product this year, or I want to come out with a new product this month. Like, do you think about that or how does that play into the business itself, Amber? I mean, I think, listen, my business is still, I feel like a baby and it's so new. And I I feel like I haven't reached everyone with my rise totem. There's so many people in this world. I have a lot to do, but I, you know, even for my, my customers that I do have, I do like to thread in or throughout the line, um, things that I know people are, are either asking for, or people, you know, I see is, is, is trending. But at the end of the day, my, 
my mission and creating jewelry that unite and celebrate the women in our lives will always be at the forefront of like my day to day in terms of creating new products and whether it's, you know, going into t-shirts or coffee mugs or whatever, you know, that next move for the jewelry company is, I, you know, that's, that's kind of my mission. And with that as well, I mean, I imagine a lot of people are, would, would be willing to do partnerships or you know joint ventures or that type of thing as well. I mean, have you explored that much? And if you have, how have you gone about that? I'm just curious. Yeah. So I'm in the middle actually of working on something really interesting um, on a charity base because, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like if you're, for me personally, I, I want to give back. I'm, you know, I'm so lucky just to have you know, a roof over my head and be able to f- feed my children. And for me, giving back is is a part, you know, as a way of saying thank you, um, you know, just for so many things that I'm, I'm lucky to have in my life. And so I am working on um, in collaboration with a, another charity who uh, focuses on children with learning disabilities and um, and creating, you know, teach t-shirts and, 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 uh, apparel, I guess is the proper word. You could tell that I'm not in that. that <laughs> That's okay. um, um, working on apparel and stuff to that coincides with the rice totem with the saying alone, we hold strength, but together we rise. Um, and this can go into so many different, you know, industries. And I, I'm so open to different uh, collaborations and to work with other people. Cause at the end of the day, I just want, again, like my, my, the foundation my mission is to unite and celebrate, you know, the women in our lives who have, have been there for us through, you know, our entire journey thus far. Yeah. And, and with this as well, I mean, is this your, is this your first company, Amber? It is. Yes. Okay. No, I, I love hearing that because like, there's, there's so many different things. People have maybe like a lemonade stand in the middle or something different. And with having entrepreneurial parents, I wasn't sure if you had started something before as a first time founder, what's been the, the biggest challenges of, of making a company? Oh gosh, you know, I think there's a couple um couple of things. I think like, you know, for me going through my divorce was a big was a big moment cuz you know when when something earth-shaking happens in your life, yeah. You know, you question it. Do you, do you continue with, you know, you, you question your and reevaluate your values and what you want. And I think for me, that's when we were talking about earlier is I really wanted to help, you know, unite women and, you know, women can be really nasty towards each other. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what age, you know, I just have experienced it so much in my life and that's not how I want to raise my kids. So, you know, there's the emotional side of it and my, my purpose for doing it. And then there's things like, you know, figuring out the right price for people and you want your product to be attainable, but what's your specific audience? So it's like, it's a huge, you know, will of like, you know, obstacles that you're going to face on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. There's so many. Did I answer your question? Yeah. There's so many challenges. So I always love talking to first-time founders about what those are, especially for keeping other entrepreneurs in mind of then, you know, there's so many people out there who want to start a business and you want to want to have a company. They just don't even know where to get started. And so I like hearing those perspectives of what those challenges are. And then 
diving a little bit deeper into some of the details. So you know you want to create a jewelry company. You have this vision for it. On the kind of the product itself, how did you go about deciding or even actually sourcing, I mean, the product itself, the jewelry itself? I was very, very lucky. I had a friend in Los Angeles who um, knew somebody who you know, her name's Mimi Jacobson and she ended up becoming my mentor. And she, my friend put her in touch with me and I was like, yeah, I want to start a jewelry business. And she was like, been in the business forever. Um, (laughs) And I, you know, so I would meet with her occasionally and we would talk about my ideas and what I want. And she really like put me to work. Like you need to sketch, you need to figure out what, you know, aesthetics and the details. And she, you know, she, she made me, it was not like acting. It wasn't like, here's your script. Now read it. (laughs) <laughs> and do the best you can. And now we're going to adjust things. You're going to do it again. And you're going to do it again. It made me use a different part of my brain that hadn't, you know, the muscles hadn't been worked yet. And I really appreciate that because it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And I, I had questioned many times in this process of like, oh shit, this is hard. You know? <laughs> yeah. When you start really diving in and researching, you know, other brands, other companies, and then figuring out, I can't, in order for to be successful nowadays is you have to figure out what your, your, your niches, what's going to make you stand out. And, and, and again, at the end of the day, if you're just honest with yourself, that's all people want. People just want honesty. You don't have to come up with a story. You don't have to take someone else's story. You just, why did you want to do this? And for me, it's, you know, it's uniting women together and through wearing these beautiful pieces of, of jewelry. With working with Mimi, what were some of the other things that uh, you, you learned from her or, or how was that relationship? Like, did you work with her once a week? You just text her whenever you can call her. Like, how did that work? I'm just curious from a mentorship perspective. How was that? Yeah. I mean, I, I would text her when I had questions and, and sometimes she would say, oh, you got to go figure out that out for yourself. You know, it was really like a you know, tough love. Right. Um, because again, like as an actor, you're just usually handed things and then you have to go do it. And that, and then, you know, where you sit there in the hair and makeup chair and someone gets you ready, you don't have to do anything. So it, this was, it, it was work. It was, I think, you know, I would, I would definitely text her a lot. I would, I would, um, email, you know, questions constantly that I had, I would ask one thing that I, I think that, I could have done differently in the beginning is is not just look at jewelry companies. I think if you really open up at the end of the day, business is business and models are pretty similar. um, If you take a step back and and look at them. Um, But I was so young when I started. So I I really didn't, I had no idea, you know, what I was doing. And, and, and I'm so thankful that I really had to like get my feet wet and, and learn, you know, all these little details on my own, because now I have these tools in my back pocket, no matter if this company doesn't do well, or I move on to another company, or when I'm expanding my brand, whatever happens, like I, I will have these for life. Yeah. And there's something to be said too, for going through that experience of starting a company, and this is your first company, you learn so many details that then you take with you. But then also you have these customers now as people who are following you, who then, you know, you, the more you talk to them, the more you understand, okay, like, you know, why are you following me? Why are you like this brand that I'm building? And then if you do create another brand or as you expand into other products, you can, you know, lean on them as well to then be able to use their insights to 
create new products or create a new company. And there's so many entrepreneurs I've talked to who they have that built up where it's like, wait, we have this customer relationship that we've built. There's so many other things we can offer them to solve other problems that, that they have mm-hmm. or you know other aspirations they have as well. And you can provide something for that. And so it's so great to see the, the starting point. And there's a lot of ways to go with that as well. And so what I'm wondering is then, what are you kind of looking at next for your company? So I, I think for me is like really just partnering with um, different companies, different charities, and expanding the brand, you know, within this field. I love fashion. I've always loved fashion. I just never really knew like exactly where my place was. And I think by doing um, apparel, that's really going to help. I love, you know, home decor. Um, You know, you look at big companies like Kendra Scott and, you know, now she's, she's doing home stuff and she's very involved with, with certain um, aspects of, of, you know, the charity aspect of her company. And, you know, I look at someone like her and I think she's just done such a fantastic job and, um, I would love to be able to, you know, to open those kind of doors for the company at some point. Um, but, you know, it's I, I'm just right now I'm taking it day by day, you know, <laughs> we'll continue to buy the jewelry. That's the most important. Because there are so many other things you, you could do, but everything with an entrepreneur is is around focus and prioritization because ultimately there's only so much time in the day. And so... Right, you can't exactly. do everything. And I look at my to-do list and every single day, it's like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to complete this. So I have <laughs> to like- It's good to have it written down. And I really believe in the law of attraction. And if you if you put it out there and you even have it on a whiteboard of, of where you would want your company to be or where you see it in next year or see it in five years or wherever, it's it's just good to, to have that visual up somewhere um, because- I, it is attainable, right? It's just yeah. a matter of, of timing and the universe is going to just allow things to happen when they're supposed to happen. But as long as you put forth the effort, you know, it's, you just have to take your time with everything. I think, you know, especially my generation, we want things now, you know, we want it done now, the millennial, yeah. <laughs> that's not the way business works. And I think that we all, you know, once you really are in a business, you, you know, it takes time. It really does. It takes time to, to, to grow and, and get your following and, you know, understand that really understand your business in and in and out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely takes time. That patience is something I have. I have a sticky note written down that says patience on it for that exact reason, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I know like on a day to day basis, like like hard charging, want to accomplish all these things. And then you're like, okay, well, it's not going to happen today. Like let's, Mm -hmm. let's make progress today. Let's do what we can today. But then ultimately, you know, for anyone starting a company, they have big visions for what this is going to be one day, but that doesn't happen overnight. And so that is important. You mentioned that that side of things as well. And uh, another thing I'm thinking of, and I'm just curious about with, with having the acting career as well as this business then, I mean, how has the, the acting side as, as shows like when you've been on you, for instance, how has that impacted the the company and itself? I'm curious about that as well. It's been really helpful. And that's another thing, especially with you. Um, you know, I, I definitely this year have been able to grow my fan base quite a bit. And I'm really thankful because, um, you know, hopefully those fans, I, you know, I let them into, to the behind the scenes or my world or who I am as a person and not just Candace on you. Um, 
you know, you, you, that's what loyal followers do. They, you know, they become a part of your life, your everyday life. And I, and I think that has been also very, you know, helpful for the company in that sense. Yeah. Is it, I mean, I, I guess on the acting side of it, it's not like it's all the time. So on that note, then how much of your time or how do you look at like, oh, trying to get new gigs and new acting gigs versus your business side of things? And I know it's always like typically people working for you on helping on that, but how do you look at those two things of balancing kind of both both careers? You know, for me, especially this year, when I have downtime, I'm, I'm really able to dive into the business and, and make changes and, you know, figure out the things that I want to do and the next steps for the company. And then when I'm working, I, you know, I, I manage it from my trailer, believe it or not. Um, nice. You know, you have a lot of downtime on set. And so I'm able to just to, you know, bring the work that I need and, and continue to do the company. And it, it's nice. It's nice being able to have that break. And when I'm, you know, when I book my other job, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, it's nice to be able to shift and acting is, you know, what I turn to for my financial income. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, one day I will be able to, you know, do, you know, the, the jewelry a hundred percent full time. And, you know, I have dreams of opening an office or having a storefront and, and things like that. But, you know, in time, you know, it's all a balancing act. Acting is something that I will always do and continue to do. I'm, you know, I'm an artist, so it's, yeah. it's exciting to be able to, to go from one thing to another. Yeah. I know you mentioned always being, you know, wanting to learn everything as well. And I, I interviewed Madeline Frazier from Gemist, a uh, jewelry company as well. And she's doing some very interesting things and very uh, uh, big partnerships with De Beers. And that'd be definitely a person to to look at what she's doing as well for you. I just think of her right away uh, in terms of what you're you're working on oh, as wow. well. Yeah. yeah. Madeline Frazier would be someone to look up. And, and looking back as well, why acting in the first place? I'm curious. I like to understand people and their motivations and what uh, makes them tick as well and how they get to this point. Why did you be, uh, become an actress? Well, I th- it's funny. My dad wanted boys. Um, <laughs> and he got three girls. And so he turned us all into dudes pretty much. Um, I played golf growing up. I played basketball. Um, every weekend we were at basketball tournaments or going out of town, uh, you know, doing golf tournaments. And I really don't think that my parents, well, I mean, I think at some point I realized, okay, I, I'm more right brain. I'm, I'm more of an artist and I need to, you know, I need to nurture this. And, and I w- had a, a very big curiosity. I was a little kid with really big feelings and I was curious and I loved movies and I loved the way they made me feel. And I love this idea that you could just escape and not worry about anything else around you. And I was really curious about um, the entertainment business. And, and when, you know, my parents decided to, you know, take me to LA and, and try, you know, commercials at first and, you don't really know how you're going to do, right? You're either camera phone or you're not, or you just get, you're shy, but I just love the idea. And, um, it's just some, it's, I just, you know, people would always ask me growing up, what's your plan B if acting doesn't work out? It's like, uh, there's no plan B. Like I'm (laughs) super, super determined. I'm not going, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it work no matter what. Um, and I just, you know, it, it, there's no other place that I'd rather be than, you know, sitting on set, having my computer, you know, in my trailer, being able to balance work life, home, everything, you know, it's, 
it's, I'm so lucky to be able to do what I do and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And you're doing a lot of different things, which, which is props to you, Amber. Well done. Uh, I know there's so many, like, especially in entrepreneurship, it can take, it can be all consuming on its own, just the business itself. And then when you add, sprinkle on there, another career, sprinkle on their family, there's like, there's so many things that it becomes even more difficult to do, which is why I'm, I'm very impressed by all you're doing as well. And, and I know you mentioned again, wanting to be, want to learn and everything. Have there been any particular books or resources that have been helpful for you as an entrepreneur? One of the, you know, it's funny, you asked me that and I instantly thought of a book that I had read maybe seven years ago by Malcolm Gladwell called, is it Outlier? Yeah, Outliers. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay, sorry. I'm like, yeah. I haven't read in so long. I haven't even seen, I don't even know where the book is now, but I <laughs> I will never, ever, ever, ever forget reading about his theory about the 10,000 10, hour rule. And, you know, it's basically you have to put in 10,000 hours to become a professional at anything. And um, for me, that's, that's a constant reminder of like, you, no one does, you don't deserve anything. No one owes you anything. Right. So you need to, you need to put forth the effort and improve to yourself that you, that you deserve this. Right. So it's the hard work that, you know, eventually you start seeing payoff. But that's one of the books that I I love. And whenever I want to have a pity party or, you know, shit's not working out my way, <laughs> I think about it like, okay, no, 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 no. This world does not owe you anything. You need to like continue to bust your ass to do what you love. And 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 if you're lucky, right? If you're lucky enough to get another sale um come through your website or if you get another chance to to go on set and work with someone that you love. That's, that's an amazing thing. As far as the, I was actually reading a branding book um, that I love. It's called join the brand. I actually have it sitting here right on my desk. Um, who is it by Nordy Cohen? Join the brand. Run it down. <laughs> yeah. It's how to build loyal communities and create real belonging. Um, and so whenever I'm, whenever I feel I don't know if lost is the right word, but whenever I'm having a moment of like, okay, I need to like get back to the foundation of like my core values and, and what I love and, and why I'm doing this. I think picking up those kind of books are really good because it there's a lot of questions in those books and it, you know, it makes you think about those questions. So I think that that's also, you know, really, really important and, and something that I've found very helpful. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned, which I highlight with busting your ass, uh, which is um, it's called Just Go Grind, the show for a reason, uh, definitely all about working hard <laughs> to, to get to the point of of getting your role in you. Just hit the step back to that for a second again. I mean, everyone knows there's a lot of people who are trying to become actors or actresses that don't ever really do much with that. For you, why do you think you were able to get that role? Or what was that journey to even getting that role on a show that become you know very prominent, very known now. Um, what that show in particular, are you talking about? Or are you talking about? Yeah. Again, I mean, getting to that point of getting to that show and there's other roles as well. Oh, but what, okay. do you, what do you think? Yeah. How have you been able to, to even get to that point? I mean, the business has really changed so much since I started. I think the first audition I think I ever had was, I was maybe like eight or nine. And you had it when I first started in the business, you had to do commercials first to actually show that you were 
don't know, able to book a theatrical agent. So it's very different now, right? Because now you have TikTok and YouTube and, you know, people already kind of see how you are on camera before um, they sign you. But that that wasn't the case when I first started in the business. And, um, you know, I, I want to say it's a it's it's luck and talent. I guess, you know, it's a combination of both. It's being at the right place at the right time, but also, you know, when you have a will, will to do something and you want it so bad, you know, you just keep going and it's something that you you just don't stop doing. And yes, if you have bills to pay, you have to figure out how to go get a job and be able to balance having, you know, while you're working on your career, I'm not saying you, you know, you completely neglect your priorities or things that you are responsible for, but there's, there's a balance. And for me, and maybe this is from, from being an athlete growing up is that I'm super competitive and I just want, you just keep going, right? No matter what, no matter how many times you fall, how many no's you get in an audition room, whatever, whatever the case may be, it's like you develop this really thick skin in this business. And if you have thin skin, you will not last. You have to develop thick skin and you have to say, you know what? They didn't like me because I didn't have brown hair. Who cares? They didn't like me because I didn't look exactly like the person that, you know, they're trying to portray in this movie. Um, and you just keep moving forward. You just keep moving forward and you don't give up and you go back to why you want to do it in the first place. You know, it's just like what I was talking about, the business aspect, same thing in your personal life. What, what are your values? Why do you, why you operate the way you operate and and how that applies to your life every day and everything you do. I think that's really important. I think it's for a lot of people as well they don't have that necessarily established. I think it's important to think about that and spend the time on that to understand that, you know, what do you care about? What are your values? I I've talked to a number of people on this show who have talked about their, their company values are really a reflection of them as founders. And if you don't have that as a founder, understanding, you know, what your true North is, then your company's going to be a bit lost as well. But when those, when those founders do have that alignment and their company then has that alignment, they can also get buy-in from their team. And especially in people who are starting their own ventures, a lot of times maybe you're not able to pay market rate at a startup versus a big company. And so you, you know, people join those companies because of a number of reasons. One being like the values of the company itself and kind of what the mission is. And that's why people are willing to join earlier stage companies or or help out. And I've definitely noticed that with 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 just go grind and people willing to help me out. A lot of it because of like what I'm trying to do is really help people and impact people and that is why people want to get involved. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's just an important note there. And with all you're working on as well, Amber, I'm always worried, uh, interested in what entrepreneurs do to recharge. So what do you do to unwind to recharge? Oh, I don't think I'm at the phase in my life where I can recharge. <laughs> my recharge <laughs> is like maybe like 10 minutes and that's it. And then when I get to sleep, you know, I... I I think sleep is really important. I think that is the time that I try to, you know, stop and recharge. One thing that I do have one thing that I've actually done differently. And this is thanks to, uh, I don't want to say thanks to the pandemic because that's not being sensitive, but it's, it's the pandemic has made me realize I need to start my day off with appreciation, right? I think one of the first things that I said to my fiance and my daughter this morning was like, we get another day. How cool is that? Yeah. Like that is so cool. And I get it. 
you don't always wake up in that kind of mood, right? But you can train your brain. Like just go read some like Tony Robbins stuff. Like he has things on like how to get your, you know, your 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 mind and your body synced properly. But I take the time every morning, I go sit on a rocking chair. Just a simple rocking chair that I got from Cracker Barrel. I know you can make fun of me all you want. <laughs> no judgments here, Amber. Cracker <laughs> Barrel down the street. And one of the first things that my, one of my dreams, I guess on my my bucket list was to have a rocking chair. So we went and got rocking chairs. And I, honestly, I never knew that I would love it as much as I do. <laughs> In that rocking chair every morning, I drink my coffee. Um, and I kind of just get my thoughts ready for the day. Right. I have moments of, of gratitude and kind of put my priorities. Sometimes I'll bring like a piece of paper or I'll use my phone to take notes. And sometimes I'll just sit, sit there and like look out and, and appreciate the gophers that are tearing up my lawn or you know, the trees or you know the little birds that are bugging the, the hawks. You know, I think that's re- so that's for me, that's my recharge. Um, and then, of course, like when I go to bed at night, I always try to cuddle with my kids, even though my 10 year old wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> um, I try to, you know, take a moment to just let them know how much I love them, you know, because I want I think that's what any parent wants. They just want their kids to know that they love them and they they care for them. And I think that's that also having that moment with my girls really keeps me grounded in who I am and, and what I care about. And no matter what happened during the day, you're going to hopefully wake up and have another day and all that pain or hurt or, or whether it's something great that happened, right. You, you get another day at it. So. Yeah. I think that perspective is is just so important. I, I, I love the gratitude side of it as well. And I use a, I use a journal, it's called one line a day. So every night I write down kind of a few thoughts. Uh, and I, I think that's, very helpful to kind of one for me at the end of the day, re like unwind a bit and just be like, okay, like this was the day to day, but we'll have another one to your point tomorrow. And then even just journaling on like a moleskin journal of, of like reflecting and thinking about you know, what, I'm, what I'm grateful for, because there's so much to be grateful for at any moment in any situation, even if you're in a shit situation, there are still things to be grateful for. It's all that perspective. And if you're going to go about and build a company, there are going to be some shitty days for sure. And if you don't have that perspective and gratitude, it's going to be a rough ride. Let's just yeah. And I would say that's part of like one of the biggest lessons that I learned in having a company is that those bad days, not letting them get to you and instead going, okay, I get it. You're trying to teach me a lesson and I don't know what this lesson is, or I finally figured it out. And that was funny. You got, you got me, you got me. But like, if you can have that kind of attitude and in challenges, uh, in times of challenges and obstacles, I think that you'll be, you'll be better off and ultimately more successful because you can't let things, you know, tear you down, you know, too much. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's it's definitely not worth it. Um, One of the last things I just want to ask about, is there anything else you would like to share with other entrepreneurs, other people thinking about starting companies just from your experience the last number of years running your company? I mean, I think the most important thing that I've, that I've learned that I would share to entrepreneurs that are just starting out is, is just being true to who you are and your mission and, and not necessarily not taking ideas 
that other people have, but really like understanding what you want to do, how you are going to make an impact, no matter what business, whether it's, you know, in fashion or tech or whatever, whatever business you decide to get into, just staying true to who you are and your mission. I I think it makes the process a lot easier and you feel just so much better about waking up every day and doing, doing what you're doing because there's an emotional tie to it. And I think that's really important, especially for this younger generation coming up, I feel like I see more of them wanting more meaning and more authenticity. And I think that's the best way um, to to start a business or at least have that kind of med, uh, mindset going into, you know, creating a business. Yeah. And Amber, where can people go to learn more about your company and connect with you as well? Yeah. So I am on, um, so I have two Instagram accounts. I have one for my personal um, which is Amber Childers underscore official. And um, don't make fun of that. I don't know what happened. Someone else. <laughs> and then the other one is the jewelry brand, which is just Amber Childers. And then my website is amberchilders.com. Perfect. I will be sure to link all of that up in the show notes at justgogrind.com slash podcast. Amber, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. The Weekly Grind, which is my weekly newsletter, comes out every single Friday. You can find it at justgogrind.com newsletter. This is filled with tips, tools, and strategies for growing your business. If you want to know how to launch a business, how to grow it, how to get it off the ground, find employees, all these different things. There's a few tips, tools, and strategies every single week I deliver right to you justgrowgrind.com slash newsletter. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.